Welcome back to the Crime Conspiracy Show. This is Megan. This is Ciara. And today I'm going to be chatting about Diamond Ranch Academy. Y'all gonna learn. So, per usual, I found out about this on Instagram, and now I don't remember who posted or what really was said, but (laughs) it sparked my interest, and so I had a tab open (laughs) (laughs) about Diamond Ranch Academy, and it's just really interesting. I also feel like, maybe I should have looked into this, I feel like I vaguely remember Dr. Phil talking about this once, Mm. like he sent... He had a troublesome child that lived in Utah and sent them to this ranch. But now I can't remember if this was the ranch he was talking about. Anyway. Because there was one that like, didn't like Paris Hilton go to something in Utah? Really? Yeah. I don't know what it was. Park City. (laughs) (laughs) Some like treatment center or something. I don't remember what it was. But then she came out and said it was like not, like it was like not good. Maybe it was them. So let me just tell you what's up. So Diamond Ranch Academy is a therapeutic boarding school just outside of Hurricane, Utah. It's for kids ages 12 to 18 with issues like anger management, depression, if they're suicidal, etc. I I just Googled Dr. Phil Diamond Ranch Academy. Does it say anything? Um, It says that he sent kids to... A turnabout ranch? Oh, yep, that's what it is. It's turnabout ranch. Okay, so. Anyway. Okay. It was founded in Idaho Falls in 1999 by Rob and Sherry Diaz and was later moved to southern Utah where it occupies a 200-acre ranch. So it's, like, big. Yeah. The academy motto is healing families one youth at a time. And its education programs were accredited by the Northwest Accreditation Commission, the Joint Commission, and its courses generally lasted between 10 and 12 months. So when kids went, it wasn't like a two-week stint. Like, they were there for like a year. Gosh. We're freaking <laughs> We gotta get out of here. Um, where am I? I just saw my reflection and that freaked me out too. I am like not okay. We're too paranoid now. Okay. Whew. Activities included various sports, interscholastic competition, and caring for farm animals. Oh my gosh. Robin Sherry's son, Ricky, is the executive director now. And it's closed though, right? No. Oh, but I just Googled it and it said permanently closed. (gasps) There's been an update. (laughs) The facility, which had about 150 children enrolled as of last year, according to a former staff member, charges about $12,000 per month. What? To attend. Wow. That's insane. That's insane. My gosh. That's like stupid. Anyway, why am I bringing this up? I will tell you. (laughs) There was a 17-year-old who attended the ranch named Taylor Goodridge, and she died there last December. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. She had complained of back pain, had difficulty breathing. She'd been throwing up. And then her heart rate became elevated. And NBC News spoke to seven former staff members and five said Taylor was ill on different occasions in the three months prior, but was never taken off campus to be evaluated. Hmm. So a few spoke on the condition of anonymity because they fear retaliation by the academy's leadership. So that's interesting to note. One of the supervisors said there would be nights when she would throw up and staff didn't care to do anything. And she was supervising girls because they're like house the girls and boys separately during night shifts at the ranch until October 20th Mm -hmm. and said that Taylor had been complaining of severe stuff and lower back pain and she said there were times i'd have to stay in her room to make sure she was okay she had a really high fever one night but the supervisory staff refused to allow me to use a thermometer to check it like you're not even gonna let her check to see if she has a fever like the well-being of the kids there should be a top priority well and that's a two-second thing like okay you think she's faking one she's throwing up so that's stupid But two, what if her fever was like 106? Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, and you could know right then and there, let's take her to the hospital. That's absurd. Yeah, I think that's so stupid. And facility records that were shared with NBC News by a former employee show that Taylor had vomited on at least three days in the week leading up to her death. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of things coming in from, like, former staff members because a lot, this is kind of like the last straw. Some were fired. Like, it's a whole thing. So Mm -hmm. another former staff member who had quit said Taylor was vomiting multiple times a day and complaining of extreme stomach pain before she died. She looked pale and had a swollen stomach. Oh, my gosh. Like, why did they not take her to the doctor? And listen, something like this just recently happened in my life. Not to me. Yes. And they almost died. So, like, this is a legit thing. That's insane. I just can't. Yeah, it was almost a little bit of PTSD reading through this. I'm like, ooh. But another quote said she wouldn't be able to walk up to medical without help. So she couldn't even go up to, like, their little medical room Mm -hmm. to be checked out. She had, like, her arms slung over to employees to help her get there. They said it was really bad and they didn't do much for her besides giving her Gatorade powder. What? Stupid. I'm so baffled by that. She's been puking for days. In the very least, she's super dehydrated and needs fluids. Yeah, not just Gatorade. She needs an IV of fluids. Yeah. Yeah, just insane. In the very least... So they spoke with they her dad's done a lot of interviews. They spoke with her dad, Dean Goodridge, and he said he saw his daughter during a visit on November 16th and she seemed fine. She didn't complain during like their webcam calls. They would have as long as the students were like complying and doing what they're supposed to do, they would have weekly webcam calls with her and her therapist. What's interesting is the week before she died, Diamond Ranch Academy canceled their call because she was sick and then rescheduled for December 21st. And come to find out the reason. So they go 
to this call and there's a parent coordinator there saying like, we're not going to have the call, whatever. Mm -hmm. The reason being that Taylor was so sick that she couldn't get into her top bunk. So she laid on the bottom one and that is why she got in trouble. She got in trouble, quote, she got in trouble for laying in the bed below her because she was so sick she couldn't get into the top bunk. That's so stupid. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh. And then on December 20th, a call is made to Taylor's dad, letting him know that she had died of a heart attack after passing out in the school parking lot when they were just about to take her to the hospital. Oh, my gosh. I know. 17 years old. That is so sad. And so preventable. Yes. Like, it's so irritating. And the things that her symptoms, like the things being described, I'm like, that's not a heart attack. No. So you're lying yeah. to him. Like, this whole story just is infuriating. And so they question a supervisor, and she says she seemed like she was getting better around 4, 4.30 yesterday. So this was in her interview. She's saying the previous day she got worse, and we decided to take her to the ER. She lost consciousness before getting to the van. They called 911, and paramedics revived her, but she lost consciousness again at the hospital. Oh my gosh. Like, if they would have just taken her on the third day she was sick, she would have been... If they would have just checked her fever, she would yeah. have had an extremely high fever. Yeah, but even then, they probably would have just given her some Tylenol. Oh, my gosh. It's, like, actually really aggravating. That's so sad. Well, and you, like, entrust these people to take care of your child, and that's supposed to be, like, what they're all about, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's infuriating. Well, buckle up. <laughs> A text from a staff member who wanted to remain anonymous, there's a lot of that too, was sent on December 17th, three days before Taylor died. And part of it said, honestly, if she was my kid, I would take her to the hospital or at least an Instacare. And part of me is like, why didn't someone just take her? Yeah. Like, okay, your supervisor said no. If you think like, okay, this kid's in serious trouble. Yeah. I'd be like... Fire me. See ya. Right. Her life is more important than that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So fast forward to December 30th, and Dean, Taylor's father, sues Diamond Ranch Academy in federal court, alleging that the school knew his daughter was severely ill, but told her to, quote, suck it up and take aspirin. That's so sad. It's disgusting. Do they know the cause of death? Okay, you'll get They do. So an attorney for the ranch said the facility has, quote, substantial disagreement with many aspects of the lawsuit and allegations by former staff members, but could not respond in detail because of federal privacy law governing education and medical records. What? I know. I know. And I try to assume the best, right? Like, if a disgruntled employee was trying to cause an issue, like, I know that that has happened and whatever, but... You have a lot of employees and former employees coming forward being like, yeah, this was not okay. Yeah, a lot. Mm -hmm. And the fact that so many of them want to be anonymous is sketchy. Yeah. So Bill Frazier, the school's attorney, said, one thing we have agreement on, it's a tragic circumstance. Anytime you have a 17-year-old die, it's horrendous and we're crestfallen by it. Yeah, but the thing is, it was easily preventable. It was easily preventable. Like, okay, I just, 
I'm like, how did this even happen? This is so preventable. Yeah. And there's an employee named Thomas. He did not care to remain anonymous who they had a meeting after the fact and they recorded on their phone like what was going on as much as they could. So then the employee named Thomas was a night employee and they're in the meeting. He pipes up and is like, why did it even take more than a day to like let employees know of the death? Like they weren't informed. Yeah. I would think immediately Yeah, the staff should know they were not informed for more than a day. The supervisor quickly cuts him off and tells him to leave the meeting. What? Mm Mm-hmm. And he said, there's the overall feeling from almost all the kids that they all feel neglected. They don't believe in the program or the school. So remind me, what is the reason for them sending their kids here? It's like therapy, like a therapy school. So like if your kid is severely depressed and going to like a regular school and regular therapy is not cutting it, Mm -hmm. they go here. Mm. And it's, like, supposed to be a through hard work to, you know, like, with all the ranch chores yeah. and stuff. But it doesn't – I don't know. It just seems odd to me. Yeah. And this supervisor that was in the meeting that told him to get out also said, unfortunately, this wasn't the first time I had to deal with this, and it probably won't be the last, depending on how long I stay here. What the I know. If that happened at a place I worked – I'd, I'd be, be like, so um, gone. I'm not working here anymore. Like, so I'm not okay gone. with this. No. And then Thomas is fired a few days after this meeting. For asking a question? In a text message. What? That said, quote, his conduct during our department meeting. Like, th- that's what they cited. Like, what? you're being fired due to conduct during our department. He asked a question. Yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah. And then Frazier, the school's attorney, said that because obviously they're going to be like, so you fired that guy just for speaking up. Mm -hmm. He said the school had ongoing challenges with Thomas leading to his termination, but they didn't say anything further, which to be fair, in that circumstance, you can't. Yeah. Like they can't say we fired him because of X, Y, and Z. Like you have to keep that private. So, yeah. That's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Another former staff member who quit before Taylor's death said in the days that followed, a Diamond Ranch Academy administrator called them to make sure, quote, the facts are correct for everybody. What? Mm Mm-hmm. And that included staff members had been checking Taylor's vitals every hour and Taylor seemed to be fine until she collapsed and the school had done everything it could to care for her. I'm like, you checked her vitals. You wouldn't even let them check if she had a fever. Yeah. Yeah. That's so stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. The whole time I'm going through this, I'm like getting so worked up. I was like, oh my gosh. So, yeah. Well, and a lot of the staff would say like we, it was like hammered into our brains that the kids would fake whatever it took to get out of things or to go home, which to be fair, I'm sure that has happened. I'm sure kids have been like, I'm sick to get out of chores or Mm -hmm. to just leave if they don't like it. That makes me really sad, though. Like, I know the parents are – I don't know. I feel like there's some parents that are doing it to help, but I feel like there's some parents that don't want to deal with it, and so they send them Yeah. And that's really sad. That is really sad. And I do, from what I've read about her parents, she was the one who convinced her parents to let Mm -hmm. her go. Okay. Yeah. 
So I, I, for them, it sounded like this was something she was excited about and felt like could really help Aww. her and like a little bit of a last resort. Like she wasn't a terrible kid by any yeah. means, but she was definitely struggling. That's so sad. I know. Well, and they had like talked about, oh, you have to just believe they're all faking sick. But Taylor was not the kind of person that like was being dramatic or trying to get out of things, anything yeah. like that. The staff members were like, that's not how she was. In the week before she died, two former staff members said they and other employees asked if the school should take her to the hospital because she'd been in and out of the bathroom, had trouble sleeping, and they were shut down by the higher-ups. Really? Mm-hmm. But, like, why? Why? Like, what is the reason? Well, and, like, faking sick, she's puking. Right constantly yeah that's a sign that something is wrong it's not just someone that throws up one time well and especially or... like i thought food poisoning but i'm like yeah, they all are eating the same food yeah it's cafeteria food yeah so it's just so sad but you asked about this before the autopsy reports mm -hmm. revealed that she died of peritonitis an infection of the abdomen which led to sepsis and organ failure oh my god which I told you we kind of had an experience with this. Yeah. I can confirm is extremely painful, like torturous. Yeah. It's torturous. That is heartbreaking. Like, I don't know how she was even as strong as she was through this. Because if it were me, I would have been, like, breaking down, sobbing, freaking out. Probably would have tried to, like, just leave. Yeah. That is so sad. Like, this has got to be such a painful thing for her to have to go through. Yeah. And she's just being So her organs just off. failed, and that's why she died. Yeah, because basically her entire abdomen was filled with infection. That's why it was, like, swollen and distended. Oh, that's I know. so sad. It's awful. And her dad said if they would have just taken her to the doctor or the ER, she would still be here. I would still have my daughter. Yeah. One million thousand percent. Yeah. Sepsis is treatable. A hundred percent. Like, once it gets to a certain point, then yes, like... It can be highly fatal. Yes. Like, septic shock, once you get to yeah. that point, which clearly she went through... Yeah. ...is highly fatal, but, but... At the very beginning, when she was feeling what she was feeling... They could have caught it so early, and she could have been out of the hospital in a day. Yeah. And then she could have been back to the ranch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ugh. That's terrible. Yeah. He said, they put her through so much punishment and pain and agony, and my daughter died alone. I'm going to cry. Whew. That's so sad. Not with one family member by her. Mm -hmm. I would have dropped what I was doing and been there. That is so sad. I know. I just can't even imagine, like, our children, some of our children are in school, and you send them to school thinking like they will be well taken care of mm -hmm. and to have something like this like just such a blatant disregard for her as a human yes yeah. like that is just cruel that, that is, is so cruel sad. yeah i hate it and it only gets worse so no we're not even done so i get digging and come to find out there's a whole plethora of incidents allegations deaths including at least two other children at the school, um, a school nurse who forged opioid prescriptions, oh my. a teacher convicted of possessing child pornography, 
and lawsuits accusing staff members of inappropriate behavior with students. What in the world? I know. So one of the deaths that I found was a student named James Shirey. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Shirey Jr. He was 14 and died of complications from congenital adrenal hyperplasia. What? I had to Google it. It's a genetic (laughs) disorder, so I don't know how much of it might have been like staff ignorance Mm -hmm. and how much was just like there was nothing that could be done. Yeah. So what this is, it's a group of genetic disorders that affect the adrenal glands and those produce like important hormones in your body. Yeah. So I looked up some examples like cortisol that regulates your response to illness or stress. So it could have been something like out of their hands. Mm -hmm. I don't have more information than that. Um, I don't even know how to say this. Mineral corticoids, such as aldosterone, regulate sodium and potassium levels. Again, those are big deal. Um, Androgens, such as testosterone, which affects, we know, all kind of development, especially during puberty. And this child was 14. Yeah. So I don't have details on, like, exactly what went down day by day, like we have for Taylor, but... Who knows? It could have been out of their hands. Could have been totally preventable. Yeah. And then another death was a 16-year-old boy. I don't have the name, but in 2013, according to a lawsuit, they left the suicidal boy unsupervised. He tried to hang himself, and staff members didn't get him down for nearly three minutes. Oh, my gosh. Why would you just sit there? What? I know. So he died two days later as a result of his injuries. Sad. I know. And the ranch disputed some of the lawsuit's allegations in a court filing. They denied wrongdoing, but they paid his family a $750,000 settlement in 2017. Oh, my gosh. Right. And you you and I feel the same way about settlements. Yep. Yeah, to me, a settlement means you're guilty. Like, that's just what it means. Yep. (laughs) Just awful. A lawsuit was filed by four former students against the ranch in 2014. Students who said they were sick were accused of being manipulating. So that sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. And they were refused treatment. And that one child who attempted suicide was not taken to a hospital. And I don't know if that's the same one from before or now another case. Mm. The suit was dismissed on technical grounds before the facility responded to the allegations. So I don't know what that, like technical grounds, what do you mean? Yeah, I don't know. So that's just odd. And then in 2016, according to another lawsuit, a male therapist sexually abused a 16-year-old girl and staff members pressured her to recant after she reported the incident to police. But wait. The ranch and the therapist both disputed the allegations, and the therapist countersued the girl and her family for defamation. They denied wrongdoing as well, and then both suits were dismissed following an out-of-court agreement. Interesting. So that one does feel a little bit like the staff member might be innocent. Yeah, or maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, like, the girl blew something out of proportion. Yeah, like, dramatized a scenario. Or maybe she was trying to get out of there and that was, like, her out. I don't know. 
it's so hard in that situation because I don't ever want to like someone that is saying they're a victim of something like that. I don't ever want to be like to write it off. Yes, exactly. But then considering that he countersued and then they were both dismissed is yeah. really interesting. That's really weird. So yeah, and then there was another lawsuit. Yep, in 2021, uh, it alleged that a group of staff members restrained a 15-year-old girl on the ground with enough pressure to cause partial facial paralysis. Oh, my gosh. I know. The school responded in court that restraints are only used when a child is a threat to themselves or others, and this case is ongoing. (laughs) Yep. But, like, you're an adult, and they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you can, like, restrain without causing paralysis. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, that's crazy. Because I'm like, grab a leg, grab a leg, grab an arm, grab an arm. Yeah. Yeah. Restrained. <laughs> like, even if they're kicking, you can, like, tuck. Like, right. I would just tuck her foot under my arm. Right. Just odd. And they reached out to the ranch. They declined to comment on previous lawsuits and deaths. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. So essentially, like, the conspiracy now is like, is this a psychotic institution pretending to help kids when really it's just, a, like, an abusive institution? Yeah. I mean, it seems like the leadership have issues. A hundred percent. Maybe the founders were like really good people, blah, 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 whatever. It sounds like they're not super involved anymore. And in the very least, the supervisors have like very wrong priorities, terrible moral compass, like should not be supervisors. No, should not be in charge of anybody or anything. Don't be around children at all. That's so sad. Yeah. So just a couple more points on kind of are they good, are they not. Only medical staff members could recommend that a child be taken to a hospital. To do so generally would have required a staff member to leave the campus, like they have to go with you. The problem with this is you need a certain amount of adults per number of youth. There are specific ratios you have to have, like Mm -hmm. in school and like I work with kids and we have the same thing. You have to have a certain number of adults per number of children legally. So if they leave and your ratio is off, that is a problem. But I'm like, have enough people that if someone's about to die, they can take a child to the hospital. Hire one more person. Right. It's like so dumb to me. Yeah. If children objected, they couldn't tell their families because the school controlled who they could call in limited and monitored phone calls and letters of parents. Alan Mortensen, who's an attorney for the Goodrich family, said, They're trapped when they have a medical issue. It's not like if they disagree with what the staff's telling them, they can just walk out the door and go to the doctor or even call their parents to take them to the doctor. It is totally to the discretion of the school. And then Frazier, the ranch's lawyer, said, Many of the allegations from former staff members and the family's lawsuits are false. They wouldn't share more details due to the ongoing litigation and investigations. They said DRA will continue to fully and transparently cooperate with all appropriate agencies. DRA looks forward to presenting the facts in court. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so dumb. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, how are they? I mean, at this point, I didn't know they'd been shut down. But I'm like, how have they gone on this long? 
Yeah. Because. Well, and how many things were not reported to. Yeah. You know. Like, we're only hearing about some of the instances. I'm sure there was more abuse than just oh, this. Yeah. yeah. And even just this is enough that I'd be like, yeah, you're done. Yeah. Both of Taylor's parents obviously want the ranch to close down. And Dean, her father, said they don't need to exist because children don't need to be treated like that. They're not a paycheck. They're a person. Mm -hmm. They're a human being. They're somebody's child. Yeah. And then Amber Wigshin, Taylor's mother, wrote an email and she said, no student there deserves to be treated the way my daughter was treated or any other student before her. As I dig deeper into that school, it is horror story after horror story. And it breaks my heart to hear that so many have endured such horrible actions by the staff there. That is so sad. Mm-hmm. Well, and when I was looking at this, the Utah Department of Health and Human Services put their license on conditional status, which meant it could remain open while the investigation to her death was mm. going. So, and they said that the ranch was actively collaborating with investigators, and they had a spokeswoman that said, if we determine the providers taking the appropriate action to come into compliance with rules, our job is not to close them, but to support their efforts to become better providers, as long as the health and safety of their clients are not compromised. I'm like, I feel like it's pretty clear they were, but okay. Yeah. We want to make sure all Utah licensed providers are giving the highest level of care and ensuring safety of those in services, and we work to make sure revocation and closure are a last resort. Ugh, no, it should not be a last resort. <laughs> well, I know, and I'm like... Especially considering how things have played out. It's like thing after thing, like issue after issue. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. But, yeah, it kind of reminds me of, you know, one of my favorite podcasts is 3AM. Mm -hmm. And they had a whole series that they did on this school called, I think it was Elon. Oh. And this was a real thing, kind of the same idea, like troubled youth school. Yeah. But it was totally, there is just super abusive, way more messed up than this. Mm. You should go listen to the episodes because it is nuts. It's like a series. Like a, oh, okay. It's done now, but it was ongoing for a while because it's just an insane story. Yeah. It doesn't even sound like it could be real. That's how crazy it is. Wow. Yeah. And it they read like a firsthand account of a guy who was a student there. Mm -hmm. And are, like, kind of retelling the story, and it's just nuts. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about, like, programs like that. I think they could be really awesome because a lot of times I do think, like, kids need to be removed from the environment that they keep making the same mistakes in. Yeah. And kind of get a fresh start. So I do think it can be really awesome. It's kind of like rehab for adults. Yeah. Like, I do think it can be really awesome, but I mean, this Elon school ran for years, was super abusive, eventually got shut down, but not for a long time. They had done yeah. a lot of damage. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like, you need special people with a lot of patience yeah, for not these just types of kids. People that are like, you're faking it. Right. And so that's the thing is like, there's they're hard to find. And so mm -hmm. like- the hiring might take longer, and so these people are not going to wait that long, and they're just going to hire the first person that comes along, and they're not that great, you know? Yeah, that's true. So that sucks. 
Well, and I have a friend who works somewhere similar. It's more focused towards like eating and body mm-hmm. image, things like that. And it's great and helps people. Yeah. And like, I do think a lot of good can be done. Yeah. But then you also have crap like this where it can go on for so long. Yeah. And it just sucks. Yeah. Okay. Cause I looked on Google. But yeah. yeah. It says Diamond Ranch Academy permanently closed. Freaking good. Um, and like, there was a Facebook page called Shut Down Diamond Ranch Academy. That makes sense. But yeah, interesting. That is interesting. But I wonder like when it closed. Yeah. Because I would think that that would be a really big update I would have seen when I was looking into yeah. all this. Let's see if we can see. And I was using anything. like major, like I use Wikipedia, NBC News, Fox 13 News. Like I was using. Yeah major outlets let's see yeah if it says it says uh the facility room will remain open until august 14th so and its clients will be discharged oh like 10 days ago yeah dang yeah i started taking these notes more than 10 days ago yeah because so july 14th is when the article came out saying that the Ranch Academy closing after Utah denies license renewal. Oh, man. So. That's nuts. That's super crazy and good. I mean, I'm glad they closed. I'm glad, too. Like, they deserve to be closed. Yeah. I feel bad for, like, the people who started it if they sincerely started it with good I intentions, know. thinking, like, they were doing such a great thing and then yeah. it just went so south. But. Yeah. I like to think that's. That they were good people. Yeah. It says, Dean Goodridge told KSL his daughter would be so happy to hear the academy is closing. Oh. I know. He actually said the sweetest things about her. I saved them for the end because I just wanted to end, like, I don't know, kind of in her memory Mm -hmm. and, like, a little bit of a higher note. Yeah. He is just such a – he just seems like such a good dad, and it makes me so sad. Mm with the circumstances but he said i never thought i was gonna have to worry about burial plots she's going to be missed i mean there's no doubt in my mind about that he said pictures of his daughter could never do justice to the light taylor brought to those around her in this community she was everywhere there's not somewhere or somebody she hadn't touched in this tribe she's native Mm. i should have said that he said her death has left a lasting imprint on her entire Native American tribe. This I'm so sorry if I, I pronounced this wrong. I did look it up, and I feel like I'm still going to butcher it. The Stillaquamish tribe in Washington. She had the biggest heart. She would do anything for anybody. If someone was down, she would try to do whatever she could to cheer that person up. I mean, she was well-loved. Hmm. I know. so sad. She was the first girl. I'm going to cry again. Of 11 total tight-knit siblings who loved Disney and her rescue dog named Sushi. Oh, I'm going to cry. I know. It's not just, oh, you lost your child. Yeah, I lost my child, but she also had two nieces that will never see their aunt. I know. (laughs) I'm not okay. (laughs) Grandparents that never get to see their granddaughter. Brothers and sisters that never get to see her again. The devastation is the hardest part. For something totally preventable. And it was it's just stupid. Ugh. Like, take her temperature. Had oh. they taken her temperature, such a simple two-second thing, she would be alive. 
That breaks my heart. It's so, oh my gosh, it's so sad. It's so awful. I'm freaking glad they shut down. Yeah, I'm so glad. Because it just, I mean, no one deserves that. (sighs) Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine how terrified, too, like she was, like he said, she was there alone. I know. And just in so much pain. Yeah. Oh, my heart breaks for her. Yeah. I don't know. Let us know what you guys think. Um, I mean, I'm glad we have an update that they've been shut down. I feel like that's really good news. But leave us a review. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can always email us. It's the.ccs.pod at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the.ccs.pod. You can become a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash the crime and conspiracy show. And for just $5 a month, you can get exclusive episodes and early access to uncut regular episodes. You can also find all past episodes on our website, theccspod.buzzsprout.com, and you can listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to hear from you. Join us next time. Stay curious. Stay alert. Bye. Look at that memorization. (laughs) We've only been doing this for a few years. (laughs) Oh, killed it.